following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Here we are on a Victory Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Danny McRae and Barry Church. Gentlemen, Cowboys, get it done, 30-7 to over Cincinnati. So, are you happy with the win, or do you fall in line with the old Adam Jones line? And you guys weren't playing for the Cowboys, but one year when the St. Louis Rams were really, really bad and the Cowboys were getting ready to play them, Pac-Man Jones dismissed the Rams by saying to the media, hey, it's the Rams, dude. Cowboys promptly went to St. Louis and lost to the Rams. So is it just the Bengals, dude, or are you happy and you feel like the 30-7 win was a good thing? Church. Look, I, I, look, I'm going to say this. I mean, I'm happy they got the dub. Um, you know what I'm saying? They, they needed it. It was a long, long way to do for them to get a dub. But, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy for my boy, the Red Pistol, to go up, back up to uh, Cincinnati and do his little pyrrhon up there and get a dub. Man, I'm happy <laughs> for him. And the defense, the defense played a little bit better. I'm sure we'll break all of this down because there's some things that concern me about this defense. I mean, there's a lot of things that concern me about this defense. But, I mean, it's something that hasn't been fixed. So, overall, look, I'm going to say I'm happy for him. You know, it was against the Bengals, so it ain't too crazy. So, so, so you taking both? So you happy? But it was just the Bengals, right? Because that's that's where I'm at. I want to make sure me and you are on the same page with this. One. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It was okay. just the Bengals, man. Yeah, yeah. It was it, it was just the Bengals, and uh, as we watched the game, I was sitting there and I was like, wait, I'm waiting to to figure out when I'm gonna text Church and when I'm gonna text Nui, because I was like, man, we we are going to shoot ourselves in the foot. Eventually in the game. I thought that was us. But it turned out that the Bengals were that team who just could not get out of their own way. And they gave us a dub. And I will take it. A win's a win. It don't matter what what record you have. If you can pull off a win, everybody's happy in that locker room afterwards. Now, moving forward, yes, it was just the Bengals. All right, We still got the same problems that we had the week before. Our defense can't stop the run. We give up big plays in the passing game. We weren't able to run the ball uh, this week. And we still haven't found a way to continue to feed Amari Cooper in the passing game, although he did have the five catches and the touchdown. So we, we still have the same issues, but, you know, we were playing the Bengals, so it wasn't that big of a deal. It, to, to me, it, it's almost reminiscent of when you played at LSU, Danny, when you played those non-conference games against you know, those, those FBS teams like Toledo. You're supposed to beat Toledo. If you beat Toledo, Man. but it's what you're supposed to do, right? Shout, shout, hey, fired dude, early dude, in the I, segment. I, 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 I know you're not. I know you're not on the rendezvous, so you can't see my outfit that I got on. But I'm draped in purple and gold because there was hey, a team who be. came out and got a big yes. and got a big win this week, 37 to 34, and that was the LSU Fighting Tigers against those Florida Gators. So I'm happy. I'm ecstatic. Both of my teams got the dub, but LSU got the bigger dub this week. So yes, you are right. We are supposed to beat those non-cover teams, but every once in a while, Nui, you know, Appalachian State can sneak up on you and get you a win up in the big house up there in Michigan. So you just, you just never know. 
Hey, How Appalachian State wasn't Ele- the only one to get a dub in a big house because Toledo got one as well, and I was there. <laughs> I was witness to that, all right? 13 to 10, we shut them down and shut them out. I think that was one of the last games uh, for the coach that before Harbaugh got there. I forget his name, but we sent him packing, man. So don't, don't sleep on Toledo out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, LSU, the LSU quarterback with a Dallas Cowboys connection. Uh, that's Brad Johnson's son leading uh, LSU at quarterback for the Freshman. victory. And it was nice to see him get a hug after the game. Brad Johnson uh, finished his career w- with the Dallas Cowboys. So I thought that was, was a great moment. And I got to give a, a lot of credit to Coach Ed Ogeron for having his team ready to go. And I also look at Dan Mullen. I just really would love to ask him, what was your man's thinking throwing a shoe after third? <laughs> oh. I mean... <laughs> You know, and I, as oh, I texted man. you guys, that dude needed to go into the locker room after the game. I mean, I would, if I were him, I wouldn't even shower. Just go ahead and put your clothes on and head on out, man. Just get on out the building because that was one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen in a college football game in which the Florida Gators had hopes of playing for the college football playoff, trying to get in. You know, if they could win this game and go beat Alabama, then you got a heck of a case. Oh, you just eliminated that because homeboy wanted to throw a shoe. Wow. I just don't Listen, I don't understand do the thought process behind that. Like, why would you grab why would you grab another man's shoe and throw it down like, <laughs> oh, I'm hard for doing this. I'm gonna get props for this. You just cost your team a chance at the college football playoffs. If he was in the pros, I mean they couldn't cut him fast enough. I mean, it, just the thought process of these kids, man, it's it's outrageous. Now, Church and Newey, Church and Newey, y'all got to keep it real. Florida has no chance of going to no SEC championship and beating the Alabama Crimson Tide, all right? So, let, let, let's get that out of here. He didn't cost them a chance at the college football playoffs, but he, he, he did, you know, the, the suspense of it, he did take that away from them. But they're they not, they not sniffing Alabama in the SEC championship. I, I agree with you. I don't know. The, but, but I'll just say this. You just made sure that there was no chance, okay? Your chance was Absolutely. slim and none. It was slim and none. You just took all that away because you wanted to throw someone's shoe. I mean, I, good luck. And, and and you guys play college football. Uh, I would just, you know, I would love to know how does he face his teammates after doing something that dumb because it allowed LSU to keep the football and go ahead and win football game. Not saying that they would have won it, but you made sure you were going to lose it. And, and that was at home, no less. But that was just that was just dumb. All right, let, let, let's <laughs> dive back here into the Cowboys and, and something bigger than the Cowboys getting their fourth victory of the year. It's been a topic of discussion amongst some people, not a big topic here on the players' lines with us, but Mike McCarthy's job status. Okay, Um, the Cowboys are not going to win the NFC East. Um, It's been a bad year. There have been issues. I've had issues at times of what I've heard from Mike McCarthy. But this is what Stephen Jones, the Cowboys COO, the owner, Jerry Jones' son, had to say on his weekly radio hit on 105.3 The Fan on the KNC Masterpiece about Mike McCarthy in 2021. Take a listen. No, there'll be absolutely no change with Coach McCarthy, and I am surprised. Uh, you know, that someone would question, uh, Mike, these unprecedented situations uh, that everybody's been in. And uh, on top of that, you know, no one's making excuses, but we have had some real challenges, you know, in the injury category. And, uh, you know, if you look at his track record and his pedigree, you know, he's consistently won year in and year out. 
and uh, we have the utmost confidence that this ship is going to be righted quickly. And, uh, you know, Mike's going to be the leader uh, leader of this group, and uh, he's certainly uh, a great head coach. And uh, I think, you know, we're going to see that, uh, you know, going forward, that, uh, you know, he's, he's a great head coach in this league. He's accomplished a lot, and he's going to accomplish a lot more before it's all said and done. Okay, that is Cowboys CEO Stephen Jones on 105.3 The Fan with the KNC Masterpiece saying that the job status of Mike McCarthy, don't even talk about it. McCarthy is coming back. Danny McCray, your reaction to what you just heard? I mean, listen, I think his job status is going to change. I'm, I'm sure he's coming back, but I think he's going to have to take over the play calling duty. And he's going to have to be more of a voice in the defensive room and the special teams room because right now it seems like we have three different coaches running three different things. So his status will change and become more of a leader in the play caller, I believe. Uh, but, but yeah, I have no doubt that he's coming back now. You know, his, his coordinators, uh, I, I, I'm not so sure about those guys. Yeah, I mean, look, guys, I mean, it, it, it should be no surprise to anybody up here that, that Big Mike's going to come back. I mean, look, he just has too many built-in excuses. Not saying they're right or they're wrong, but I'm just saying he has too many built-in excuses. I mean, no OTAs, no minicamp, no training camp, no preseason, and he has to implement a new scheme. Now, I understand there's other coaches that did the same thing, but to him, he just has too many built-in excuses. They got to give him another run back. They got to give him another shot. With the injuries that have happened in this team, losing QB1, losing your all-pro tackles, and losing your Hall of Fame guard, I mean, that, that's a little bit of an impact. And look, I know he hasn't performed or made the decisions that we would like him to make during this, during this uh, season, but overall, I think the Cowboys got to let him run it back one more year just to see what they have in him um, but like Danny said with his coordinators I'm not so sure if it was up to me both of them boys would be gone and we get some uh, new OC and a new DC in here but hey they don't pay me the type of bucks to make those decisions so we'll see what Big Mike has in store next year you are on to something church I do believe this okay since Mike McCarthy's coming back which all of us have expected on this show there's going to be a scapegoat I mean, you guys have been around long enough as players, and you've seen how this works, okay? After a bad year like that, there are people who are going to get got. Um, Mike Nolan, defensive coordinator, I've said it for weeks now. In, in last, like, You guys kind of fought, pushed back against me last week. Mike Nolan is gone, okay? Mike Nolan is not coming back. You even just talked about it with the Cincinnati game. I mean, they were sitting up here getting yards. They were shooting yeah. themselves in the foot, but they were getting yards. Mike Nolan cannot come back at all. And, and let me start with something that would, I already said he can't come back, but just really made me shake my head. And I was talking to somebody at the Star about it. Do you know Tank Lawrence didn't start yesterday? He did not Whoa. start the game against Cincinnati. And he was asked about it. This is what Tank said. They called base defense. I wasn't in on base, so I had to run off. Dorrance Armstrong was in on base. Come on, man. Oh, Come on. man. Come on, man. What kind of defense uh, you running? <laughs> what a dude making $20 million ain't in base? What defense? I mean, could you imagine Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells having a base defense and Lawrence Taylor what did it? You know, could you imagine, Listen. you know, the, the, 40, the Bears 46 defense? Hey, man, we got base defense. My, Singletary, you out. You're not in on this. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. I, I don't understand. I don't understand this. Listen, and I, I, I'm going I'm to I'm piggyback it on the, on, back to the offense. But come on, man, $100 million, not starting, don't make no sense. You talk about a waste 
of funds <laughs> makes absolutely no sense. You know what, Nui? Nui and Church, that would be very similar to like looking out there on offense and base package or 11 personnel, not seeing Amari Cooper out there. It would look very similar to that. Or looking out there on fourth and inches and not seeing Zeke. It would be the same. But for some reason, on this squad, that's acceptable. But you talk about $190 million, you know, not 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 getting the play time that they need. And, and this is the lead. You you don't you sh- this is something you should not have to worry about. Demarcus Lawrence should be starting in every package. <laughs> no matter if you're running all DBs on the field, he should be one of the DBs. <laughs> don't make no sense. <laughs> I, I, I mean I, I tell you what. Go, go ahead, Nui, go ahead. I, literally, this is a fireable event. I mean, come on, man. We've hired you. We're paying this dude $100 million, and you're not going to put him out here. I, I mean, th- this is fireable, man. I mean, this is, this is, you know, this is Houston running a, a game-ending play and telling James Harden, nah, man, you on the bench. We running base. You know on this from James. I mean, this is the guy. This is the guy. How does, how does hey. Mike Nolan go into Jerry Jones and explain it? Hey, man, you know, we got this bait. He just doesn't fit. Hey, we, we just got to add it to the list, man, because Mike, Mike Nolan, I mean, he, he's made a list of just head-scratching decisions, and now it all makes sense to me. It all makes sense why DeMarcus Lawrence came out there with so much juice and why that defensive line came out there with so much juice. The guy wasn't even starting. It seemed like the first play he came in, he went out there and forced a fumble just strictly out of anger of not being out there starting. I mean, it all makes sense now. There was an infused juice out there. Maybe that's what Nolan was doing. Maybe he had he this was all part of his master plan. Let me get the Marcus Lawrence upset and mad and get the best out of him on the field by benching him. I mean, it, it was probably one of the dumbest decisions made by a coach, but hey, it might have worked out in the long haul, but hey, man, my, like you said, Dewey, that might work. go, man. Mike gotta go. That didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. That didn't work. Don't 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 you give Mike Nolan no credit for that, church. No long run my butt. No, man. No sorry. There's listen, there's a guy who's writing a hundred million dollar check that should be looking down at that field like, what is going on? I need to figure this out. Me and Mike Nolan need to sit up in the room together and figure out. I need to hear the reasoning behind this. Make make me understand what's going on. Make me please make me understand because I I'm, I'm not accepting it. I'm not excited. It's week 12. Week 13, 14. You sitting out here and you don't put out your bet. Listen, you know what? DeMarcus Lawrence made good mm. for you for coming out and responding in a way that you should have responded when, <laughs> when, when something like that happens, but you should have never been on the bench. And, and so this happens, and this is where I kind of, this is where for me, I go back to the head coach. I mean, this is, this is your buddy. Okay, you hired this guy. I would be on him real quick. Hey, man, you trying to get me got? I mean, this can't happen. You can't do this. Okay? I mean, there's certain things that can't happen. You don't start a game with, with Tank on the bench and he's healthy. You don't start a game with Zeke on the bench and he's healthy. You don't start a game with Amari Cooper on the bench. We're paying too much money. You, you know, that, that's the church. You're correct. You don't write these kind of checks and then say we don't need these guys. No. You can't do that. You simply can't do that. It's just bad. It's just, just bad. I just don't oh, I don't understand how this got past Mike McCarthy, <laughs> though. Like, the, the whole week leading up to this, I'm sure they had base on one of those days. McCray, you notice know on Wednesdays and some of the Thursdays, it's all first and second down, and I'm sure there's base packages out there. So how did this get past McCarthy that <laughs> D-Law, your best defensive player, the highest paid defensive player in Cowboys history, was not on the field during this? And then when we got to the game, 
game in Sunday, somebody okayed it. Somebody okayed us. Hey, you know what? Doran Armstrong, we've seen him in coverage. We've seen him have that versatility. Maybe he's a little bit better than D-Law. Let's start him today. Somebody okayed it. And I got to go with Big Mike on this one, man. If you okayed it, Big Mike, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. You know what? In, in church, as I'm thinking about it and I'm talking, listen, I remember we used to be out there on the field and Jerry would be out there. Steven would be out there. Will McClear would be out there watching all the practice. All right. So there's no way, as I think about it, you could tell me that Demarcus Lawrence was told that he was not starting this game for some strange reason. One, that he didn't go talk to somebody and say, nah, that, that ain't happening. Two, that the owner, general manager, COO, and, and, and director of scout had no idea that Demarcus Lawrence was not starting. I, I don't think that was a surprise when they all got out there. So something else is going on. But, I, you know, from my experience of being out there at, at practice and knowing how involved the owner and, and general manager is, I, I just I, I can't believe that he had no idea that his top guy on defense was not starting this game. All right, so Mike McCarthy is coming back. I am steadfast in my opinion that defensive coordinator Mike Nolan is coaching his last days. We've seen a whole plethora of defensive coordinators get got. Paul Gunther of the Raiders got got yesterday, and Rod Marinelli. Rod Marinelli is taking his Big Rod out there in Vegas. Rod Marinelli let go by the Cowboys, and boy, I sure miss Rod Marinelli right now. Let me raise my hand. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rod. I was wrong, okay? I was wrong. I drank that Kool-Aid. I was wrong. I believe Mike McCarthy and the staff. I think you get no worse. It's gotten worse. It's just horrible. And the person that's gotten to pay for it starts with Mike Nolan. Now, when we come back, okay, we got to take a break. I want to defend Ezekiel Elliott, all right? Um, oh, one of my favorite, One of my favorites here on the Dallas Cowboys Podcast Network Question whether or not Zeke was living up to his $90 million contract. I want to defend that. I'll do that next right here on the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay? Let's play. Cream Soda and... 
Pepper and cream soda. A delicious duet. Back to the Players Lounge. AT&T continues to innovate new ways to connect Cowboys Nation with new and exciting game day experiences, including Starview presented by AT&T 5G, available in stadium and for a home use download the Dallas Cowboys mobile app and look for star view under the stadium tab. You are checking out the players lounge brought to you by hotels.com. We are in our SWBC mortgage virtual home studios. I'm Louis Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter joined by two former Dallas Cowboys players, Barry church and Danny McCray. Now I enjoy listening to all our podcasts here on DallasCowboys.com radio. And this morning I was listening to Kyle Yeomans, um, one of my favorites here and, <laughs> and, and, and Kyle was, you know, in a conversation with Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, and our boy Heckma Harrison, and and he started talking about Ezekiel Elliott and questioning if Zeke was living up to the ninety million dollar contract. And I'm like, whoa, hey, 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 hey! Look, I understand Zeke is not having a good season, and the fumbles that he's put on the ground, no, unacceptable. But let me make sure we all remember and all understand. It is about opportunities when you are running back in this league. And when I look at Ezekiel Elliott when he first came here and what and the usage rate that he's getting now, to, the man simply does not touch the football enough. And that's something we've talked about here on the Players' Lounge. So I wanted to go back and check out just first off the season, and then I went into yesterday. So Derrick Henry right now is leading the league in rushing with uh, 1,532 yards, 14 touchdowns in 13 games. So I wanted to go look at the attempts that Derrick Henry had. He's had 297 rushing attempts. That's 86 more than Ezekiel Elliott, which breaks down to 6.6 more carries per game where the Titans are saying, hey, Derek, tote the rock. Then I went over and looked at Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings. In 12 games, he's had 273 attempts rushing the football. That's 62 more than Ezekiel Elliott, and he's got 1,352 yards and 14 touchdowns. Zeke's got 211 yards this year for 832 yards, five touchdowns. And, of course, we all understand what's happened to that Cowboys offensive line and at the quarterback position. So then yesterday, I wanted to go also just look. Okay, let's just see what guys did yesterday. Just some of the top backs. Alvin Kamara, one of my favorites. Uh, Alvin Kamara um, had 11 rushes for the Saints in their loss to Philadelphia. um, Was targeted eight times, caught seven passes. So 21 touches for Alvin Kamara in the Saints game. Derrick Henry. In a win, 26 rushes and was uh, two receptions on two targets. So 28 touches for Derrick Henry. Dalvin Cook in a loss to Tampa. 22 rushes, had four targets, caught two passes. So 24 total touches for him. Ezekiel Elliott yesterday, 12 rushes, two catches on three targets. 15, 15 total touches for him. Come on, man. I mean... Once again, I go back to what we were talking about with Tank Lawrence. Um, you know, are, are we using the guys you're paying? Fellas, do you believe is, Ezekiel Elliott is being used properly? Uh, a- absolutely ahead, not. But, you know, you know when, when, when McCarthy first got in here and, and they started talking about Zeke working on running more routes, we knew this was going to be a problem. And once they drafted C.D. Lamb... We everybody was figuring out, trying to figure out how many persons, how many people are going to catch how many balls this year. Them having three one thousand yard receivers, we were like, man, they, they don't have enough to go around. 
and uh and, and it's and it's showing and you can't and the thing is you can't use that excuse of we have too many weapons because if you look at minnesota they have thielen they have jefferson and they have cook all right and all of them get get their fair share of, of balls thrown to them and caught same thing in uh tennessee they got i saw aj brown making crazy catches yesterday and nobody's yeah. getting left behind because derrick henry is getting 30 uh, 30 touches so you can still you can still get these running backs involved in the game without taking away from some of your other weapons. We for some reason just just not have not found a way to get that done, and it's unfortunate because you would think if Zeke's not getting a lot of touches, then it would have to be going all to Amari Cooper. But we haven't been able to get either one of them enough touches, so it's it's confusing to me, and that's something that Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore will have to figure out as he goes into next season if he's still here. Uh, look, um, is it fair to say that, you know, he's not lived up to his contract? I don't think it's fair because, I mean, look, look, at, the, look at the offensive line he's running behind right now. It's decimated. And, yes, they're doing a better job as the season is going along and pass protecting, but their run blocking has, has taken a hit. And it's taken a hit to Ezekiel X production. Now, I will say this. With the carries that we have given him, is he doing much with the Rock? I don't think he's doing as much as if Derrick Henry were to get those 10 totes or if Dalvin Cook were to get those 10 totes. It just doesn't seem to me like he's as explosive and he's as a dynamic runner as those other two. Now, will it change when we get that offensive line back and we get that reconstructed? It could be. He could bounce back to his old self. But right now, it just doesn't seem like he's that guy. He's running sluggish. He's running in sand and he's not making anyone miss. So to me, is it fair to judge his $90 million deal? No, it's not fair to judge. I at least let him get his offensive line back in front of him before we start making that judgment but when the guy has gotten the ability or when the guy has gotten his attempts he's gotten his totes he just hasn't done much he's more of a three or four yards in a cloud of dust running back right now and that's just what the Cowboys have in front of him so to me I think we need to give him at least another year to get that offensive line in front of him then we can start questioning whether or not that 90 mil was worth it or not. Now, a lot of people had issues with the 90 mil saying you don't pay a running back that. And do, we, do you guys have to remember who blew past that deal? That, that who got paid more than Ezekiel McCaffrey. broke the record? Yes. McCaffrey. How many games has he played? Yes. How many games has he played in now? Three. Uh, maybe three. <laughs> yeah, that deal. Three. Played in That's three. It. Played in three games. <laughs> and uh, he's making $16 million when he signed that four-year, $64 million contract extension. And, and look at his backup. Look at yes. his backup out there balling. <laughs> <laughs> Making it, it look yeah, like anybody could do it out there. <laughs> Mike Davis, with 26 fantasy points yesterday. So, yeah. So, so <laughs> I, you know, and, and I, I just, and for me, here's what's frustrating for me, okay? I see Ezekiel Elliott getting beat up by the fan base, and here's a guy that clearly it's an opportunity problem. I have an issue with the way they have been using it. They don't use him the way they used to use him. You pay $90 million for a guy, you don't really want to give him the ball. I mean, at least Tennessee had the right idea. Okay, we're going to pay Derrick Henry, and we're going to keep feeding Derrick Henry. They don't want to do that here. So this is where I got to come to with Mike McCarthy. Why well, I asked him at the initial press conference, how do you plan to use Ezekiel Elliott and running the football? <laughs> this is not what Mike did in Green Bay. They threw the ball a lot. You didn't see them out here trying to, you know, go after it with the power run. It's not what they did. So you may have a new head coach in this scheme. Maybe this scheme doesn't fit them. But Mike told us it was going to be scheme. I mean, players over scheme. And right now, I don't feel that's the case. So that's why I say beating up on Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, people going after Ezekiel Elliott like he Carson Wentz stealing money. I mean, Carson Wentz is stealing money right now, okay? This is a dude get paid $32 million, and he can't do nothing for you. Nothing for you. 
I mean, that's that's my problem. Is like, I feel like he's getting that kind of treatment. Like, nah, nah, I ain't that. The Phillies got a quarterback problem. Okay, they won yesterday with Jalen Hurts. <laughs> and sitting there, we, got 30, we got thirty-two million dollar dudes sitting on the bench, and we don't know where we go unleash him. Uh, we may have to put this dude on mothballs. And then they're like, yeah, man, we gave this guy all this money. He wasn't even the guy that won the Super Bowl. I mean, you talk about bad money spent. Carson Wentz is bad money spent. It, it, that's how I feel Absolutely. people are treating Ezekiel Elliott around here, that this was bad money spent. I don't think it was bad money spent. I think this is, this is a bad use of the player. That, that to me, yeah. is, is truly the issue. I will agree with you on that point. I, I think it's definitely a bad use of the player. Um, there's a lot of circumstances going around with that, but I definitely agree with you on that. It's a bad stance. But where I will defend McCarthy on, on one thing is, you know, at the beginning of the year when you did ask those questions, I don't think McCarthy thought that his defense would be this terrible and that the defense and he would always be having to fight his way back and claw his way back to get into games. Um, this defense is downright terrible, and I don't think he thought that going into the game is, or going into the season, especially with the pieces that he's had. I mean, he had a Van Der Esch coming back. He had a Jalen Smith coming off a of Pro Bowl. So he thought he had a defense that can hold it down and we can just feed Zeke and keep it going. Little did he know we would be getting blown out in these games and Dak would have to throw us back into it or Andy Dalton <laughs> okay. would have to throw us back into it. Uh, I, 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 was say, I, I don't that. know. I don't know about that one because e- even when Dak was in there, we were still talking about Zeke not getting enough uh, touches in the beginning of the season. So and right. I think they were two and three. But just and we think were of those games, though. Okay, but let's go back to look, Atlanta. We're down 20 something. Cleveland, okay, we're down church, 20 church, something. Church, stay with me on the Atlanta game because I remember us doing okay. this podcast. I was very much into this. In that Atlanta game, in the second half, they got back into it because they kept running the ball. He had 10 carries in the second half. It was one of the few games where he had 20 rushes, and, and that was a part of them getting back into it was just keep – they kept with the run. They kept mixing it up. They just didn't go, hey, we're going to just sit up here and just throw the ball. They kept mixing it up, kept Atlanta off balance, and were able to get back into that football game. Look, I, I'm going to say – Who put him into that the predicament in the first place? Who put him in that hey, look, predicament in the first place look, in Atlanta? Look, look, he, he was, D- he was a part of the problem. Okay, two, he was a part of the problem, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, using the guy, getting away from the run, you know, w- when they decided not to, they had some, they had some benefit. I'll tell you who can use the heck out of Ezekiel Elliott. You put that guy in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. Let Kyle Shanahan get a let, let oh. Sean McVay get a hold of a running back uh, like we that. We send everybody okay. to San Francisco. <laughs> we send we send I mean, everybody to San know, Francisco. Shoot, <laughs> you get John Gruden yeah. this kind of running back, man. There's coaches in the league that'll use him far more than what the Cowboys want to. That's that's just, my. Just do, just do the right thing. Listen, just do the right thing. You paid the dude ninety million dollars. Go back and look at the film of, of, of things that, that that made him successful. Schemes that you ran when he was successful. Powers, traps, counters. Look at those things and then implement them into the offense that you're running now. And I and I can almost guarantee you that he'll have more production than he currently has. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and be the old Zeke this year with so many injuries and all that. But I think that he can be more productive if you tailor the game to things that that that, helped, that worked for him when he was having his most success. Now you got to go back and watch some Jason Garrett film to get that done and, and some of that. But but you can implement that. Kellen Moore was here when when JG was here and Zeke was having some yes. success. So so he he knows yeah. what to do and 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 what can help Zeke. He just needs to implement it. Yes. Okay, we've got to take another break here. Uh, Barry Church has some words about this Cowboys secondary and what happened there. Let's get our, our, our Monday night football prediction. Got to get that out the way. And um, we have it. There's a guy who popped up off the milk cart. 
I got to give this man some credit, at least a little bit of credit. May have been garbage oh, time. No, he don't got off do the milk carton. We're going to do that. We're going to do it next right here on the Players Lounge on Hotels.com. On DallasCowboysRadio.com. Come on. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. To the Players Lounge. Hey, don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys this Sunday when they take on the San Francisco 49ers at AT&T Stadium. A limited number of tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. You're in the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys players, Danny McCray and Barry Church, in the 30-7 win. Somebody got off the milk carton, folks. It was Tyrone Crawford getting two <laughs> garbage time sacks. Tyrone making almost $10 million a year. Got his first two sacks of the year. That's $5 million per sack. Went over to the sideline. And everybody was slapping him up like, hey, still got it. He got it. He got off the milk carton. Got off the schneid. Week 13. I don't care if it's the Bengals. Tyrone Crawford got them two sacks, baby. Got doubled up. Doubled up. Hey, man, you got to give my boy a little credit, man. I mean, we, we dog him on this Ooh. show, and, and rightfully so, because he, he hasn't been doing much all year. But you right, Nui. He got off the milk carton a little bit. My boy fell into two cool. sacks. And like, like you said, the funniest part was when he got to the sidelines and all the veteran Cowboy players was over there just gassing him up. You still got it, man. You still got the juice. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, church. Come, come on, church, church and Nui. Listen. I love Crawford. I, you know, we we used to hang out back when I played and all that. I think I think that he is an amazing guy, and I think that he's just getting a little older, so he's starting to slow down a little bit. So his production is down. But I'm telling you this: there is no getting off the milk carton against the Bengals. All right, there is like that 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 option is not available when you're playing the Cincinnati Bengals, especially 
with all that they're missing, including their starting quarterback, who was who was a rookie who would have gave us all we could handle if he would have been out there. And an agent, A.J. Green, who can no longer do what he used to do. So, no, ain't no getting off the milk carton against the Bengals. He made some plays. Congratulations for him. But the milk carton, they, yeah, they, all those players, they still on there. Hey, it's the get right game. It's the get right game, okay? It's the get right game. Tyrone got right, baby. Got right. Finally found his way to the quarterback, oh, man. man. You know, just ran on into him twice, two times, man. No, two times. No, two times. ain't no milk card. Two times. Ain't, 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 no, ain't no getting out the milk card, man. It's the Bengals. All right, at least we said at the beginning of the show. It's the Bengals. <laughs> Hey, All right, hey, D-Max, so what okay. you're saying is his name is engraved in the in the milk carton. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Listen, he got he's he's going to have a good chance to play against the Eagles, who has a new quarterback now, so there's a new dynamic added to their to their team. And so we'll be seeing something totally different, and he'll have a chance to do that against the uh football team. So listen. Uh, I'm I'm, a, I'm all right with no, it. No, no, football he, he, team's he's, done. They'll, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. We got swept. I'm sorry. We got we got swept. My bad. My bad. The last time we the, this is the first time we got swept by them in a long time. My bad. You got uh, Danny Dimes. My bad. <laughs> you got you got Danny Dimes. So he he'll he'll have two real chances. I'm not even gonna count this one against the 49ers because who's their starting quarterback? Is it is it Mullins? Mullins, uh, I think. Boy, M- Mullins, <laughs> Mullins was bad, so I mean, yeah. they may go the best. That I don't know who I don't know who they. Yeah, see, like. so, I mean, so Kyle you, you're not, was you're so not getting out the dude. You ain't getting out the milk card against the 49ers either. All right, so you can count this one. That option is not available for this game. Danny, this is this dude's yeah, final. Right, this man. is the guy's final three games in the Cowboy uniform. Man, this is gonna be it for him. Man, they are gonna let him. Yeah, he got, he got, he got, he got, he got two games. He got two games. He got he got two division games. He has the Eagles and he has the Giants. He can get off the milk carton. That's fair. Okay. All right, Church, you wanted to. There. He is a tough critic. Church, you wanted to uh, get into the the Cowboys DBs and, and, and the effort they gave in the thirty to seven win. Yeah, man. Hey, look, I'm gonna say this, man. Look, the, the the secondary that we had out there yesterday was depleted. I mean, there was no Woozier. There was no. Um, Tavon Davis, he's been he's been out for the past couple weeks. I mean, we had uh, we had Lewis out there in the slot, and then we had Savian Smith at corner, and we had Robinson. Now both of those guys missed some time, so we're 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 out there with guys that I don't even know their names. I just know their numbers. I mean, there was a guy number thirty three out there, and number thirty one out there who I've <laughs> never seen in my life, and they were actually out there. And you know what? I got to give props to the secondary because they didn't let anything over the top. I mean, throughout this whole season, that's all we've seen. Guys getting burnt in cover three, busted coverages, guys wide open. There's nobody, There's not a defender within 10 yards of receivers most of the time. But this time, those guys, they fought. They were scrappy out there. A.J. Green had a couple catches, and he was routing those guys up a little bit, but nothing was over the top. I feel like they had to earn everything they got from this secondary. And like I said before, there was no busted coverages. So the, the secondary was communicating as a whole. And look, I, like, as much as I dog these boys each and every week, for not performing to the best of their abilities today or yesterday, I think they did that. They were scrappy. They were clawing. And, hey, they, they showed some juice out there, and they got the W. Yeah, they, listen, they, they fought hard. And, I, and, I, and I, I had a vision of, uh, I think it was Thompson came down and caused that fumble. You talk about running the alley. The dude was playing yeah. hard, man, and, and, they, and, and, they, and they did do a good job yesterday against, against the Bengals, but they did do a good job. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like I said, it's, it's difficult. To, like, 
everybody in the NFL gets paid, all right? So no matter who's out there lined up, I, like I, I kid and joke a lot, and I'm, I'm, I'm a critic on them kind of hard, but no matter who's lined up out there, all those guys have talent, and all those guys can beat you on any given day. So they went out there, and they fought hard, and, uh, you know, prop, props to them, and hope they can carry it, carry it on for the rest of the season. All right, we've got Monday Night Football. It is a critical football game here. You've got the uh, Ravens at the Browns. The Ravens are three-point favorites in this game. DMAC, who you got? Ooh, that's a, this is a tough one because the Ravens are really playing for everything. Cleveland is kind of rolling. Uh, but I think that desperate team is going to get the dub. I think the Ravens find a way to pull it out, and, and they cover. I, I, I see them winning by six. Uh, to me, you know, look, I, I got Baltimore in this one. I got Baltimore in this one. And it's because I feel like the Browns are just like Baltimore's little brother. Like no matter how good Cleveland is, Baltimore just has their number. It's similar to Ohio State, Michigan. Michigan could be undefeated all year. Once Ohio, step, Ohio State steps on the door, it's like everybody kind of cowers and kind of, ah, it's Ohio State. They end up losing those games. So to me, I just think Baltimore has their number. They're their big brother. They're going to take care of business tonight on Monday Night Football. Okay, no, Nostradamus on my side. Okay, all right. Yeah, I must be picking. I must be picking right time. today. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the Steelers losing two games, uh, if you're Baltimore right now, this is where you've got to go ahead and make your run, finish up December strong here. Give me the Ravens to win this one, twenty six twenty one, even as they are in the dog pound. So, uh, gentlemen. Um, obviously, my fantasy football trophy behind me. I'm going to have to get back since I make the playoffs this year. Um, uh, h- how did you guys do yesterday? Since you were both in the, in your own respective. I, 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 listen, I got the number two seed, so I had a bye week. Uh, so you, oh, you, okay. can, you can speak to church about you can speak to church about uh, those guys who had to play in the, in the wild card round. Yeah, man. We, I had to play in the wild card. You know, I had to scrap and claw to get my way into the playoffs. You know, everybody kind of counted me out at the beginning of the season. I think I started like one and five or something like that. I even counted myself out. I almost gave up on myself. But then Did I, you win or not? Then Did I realized. Then I realized. Hold on, Dewey. Then I realized. You know what? I'm in these streets. So guess what? I, I put up 175 points this past week. Demolished whoever I was playing against. I'm going into the next round. You know what I'm saying? I'm going into the, I think I got Danny next hey, round. Hey, knew it. Fact. So, hey, it's going down. No, no, no. You know, one. No, listen. Listen, I think the, dude, the, the, guy, the guy that you played next week, you know how many points he scored this week? He was 202. All right. So, so you, you, so you would have so, so you would have lost. Hey, <laughs> nah, hey, I didn't listen. play him. Who, who, I'm in the next you, round, you, all right? You, yeah, you, you play you, you play the number one team next week because you had the sixth seed, all right? So good luck. Good luck with that. If you if you play me, it won't be into the championship. All right. Looking forward to it. And Nui, Nui, I see you still keeping count in your consolation bracket over there talking about somebody putting up 26 points. You, you still playing? You still going? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I, I decided that I would not be that person to, to just, you know, roll over and die. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, and still got beat. Still got you beat. Took the, oh, man. Yeah. You know, I, I don't even feel but right. But I'm not playing. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't feel right to pile on, man. Because, you know, I've nah, been in that uh, predicament. Look, so I, I can't pile on my guy, man. He, you just took it out. The guy, it's bad. It's a bad. The guy, it, it, it was a close game, and then so we go into to the Sunday night game. And this is basically it. Uh, I had James Conner and Eric Ebron. <laughs> he had mm. Stephon Diggs. Oh, yeah, he had Stephon. Yeah, that's bad. That was it. 
That's, that's bad. It. That's bad. They decide yeah. to just let Stephon did. It's like Mike Nolan was calling the defense for the Steelers. They just do running all running free. <laughs> it's like, wow, what, what was this? What was this? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh, Want to make sure we touch and give Andy Dalton his props. Uh, goes back to Cincinnati, two touchdowns, and gets a win. Team that drafted him uh, in 2011. He played there until last season. Um, what does it mean for guys to go back to their former NFL homes and win? What does that mean to these guys? I mean, to him, it probably means the world. I mean, as you saw, he was going up there, you know, gave his little salute to his wife. I mean, he, he, you just saw it in his face and his demeanor. He was excited about the game. He was ready. And he just didn't let the emotions of going back to the place kind of overwhelm him. Um, see, me, I, I'm the wrong person to ask about that because I know nothing about going back to your former place and winning. When I came back to Dallas, it's like they just picked on me. Like they, like they had the game plan like, look, there's 4-2 right there. We're going to get after this dude. And they ended up beating the brakes off of, the Jag- off of us and the Jaguars that day so hey hats goes off to Eddie Dalton man he went up there and showed out for the uh for the Dallas Cowboys yeah no that's a bad question man we should have talked about this before we before we came out of the break all right because I got the same <laughs> feeling that church had all right you know I, I went to Chicago uh Dallas came on up there we was all hyped and you know they ran the ball down our throat you know we had Jay Cutler just starting so you know how that went so I'm not really sure how it feels, but if you felt slighted when you left that team and you felt like you still had more to give and, and, and they kind of did you wrong, then I can imagine that you felt real good going up there and beating that team. You mean like Cole Beasley last year on Thanksgiving Oh, yeah, Day? yeah. He, exactly. Cole Beasley uh, went ham on, on everybody. You know what? Speak, speaking of Cole Beasley, a couple weeks ago I wanted to bring this up. You talk about letting the guy go. That dude has been... Baller. <laughs> Talk about the, yeah. like a top slot receiver, and we let him get up out of here for what, like 17 mil? Goodness, that, mm. that dude is, is really become a big-time player out there in Buffalo. He's making some serious plays. As small as he is, you see him out there, two touchdowns, 107 yards, 12 catches. He's out there routing up everybody. The same thing that we all saw when we were here. So, so shout-out to Cole Beasley. But that goes back to usage. Cole Beasley spoke about how Jason Garrett, Scott Linehan's system did not use him. And here we still are with a different regime talking about players not being <laughs> used correctly. I mean, so, you know, so at some point in time, you know, as, as so many people went after Cole Beasley, Cowboy Nation went after him on Twitter. Cole Beasley told the truth. You didn't like the truth, but he told the truth. And for the people who think, hey, man, you guys on the players lounge are too negative. When we're telling you that 21 and 19 are not being used enough. We're not just sitting up here lying to you. We're telling you the truth. And, I'm, and I truly believe this. If you let those two guys get away and they ended up going to some systems and some places where they want to use them, you'd sit up here and be saying the same thing about about Zeke and Cooper that we're talking about here with Cole Beasley. Like, oh, look at that guy. What did we let him get away here for? Didn't use him right. Absolutely. Okay, that is our time for today. Producer Chris Bean, we appreciate you uh, getting that sound of uh, Stephen Jones saying that Mike McCarthy was coming back. It was heard on 105.3 The Fan. Barry Church, Danny McRae, always fun to chat with you guys. We'll do it tomorrow right here on the Players' Lounge, 2.30 Central Time. If you've missed any parts of it, go ahead, check out the replay on social media. Tell a friend about us and, uh, you know, hey, keep telling people about the Players' Lounge. We appreciate you joining us on New East Crooks. Take care, everybody. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?